The following is a Pro Football Network podcast. The primary voice for pro football at profootballnetwork.com. But my point being is that yeah. with a team and with a country, we've got to appreciate the fact that, Brett, you're different than I am. And Trey, you're different than I am. And, and if we were all the same, we wouldn't be very good at this. This would be a yeah. sucky podcast right here. Yeah. It's the yeah. differences that make us great, whether it's a football team, whether it's Treasure House, whether it's a country as a whole. And yes, integration needs to be a more vital part and something that we all need to take upon ourselves and say, I I need to find a way to do that. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of More Than Football, the show where we're joined by the star, the man himself, Mr. Trey Wingo. Trey, I am jacked up today, man. Uh, You should be. This is going to be a really good show, a really fun show. It's the best weekend of the entire year, in my opinion, the divisional round. Two great games on Saturday, two great games on Sunday. And we really have the perfect person to talk about it, as well as delve into more than football, because his life is certainly about more than just football. Yeah, and you and you know that the bulk of my life's work, my passion is uh, individuals with developmental disabilities. I come from a single parent family, and this guy does so much work with that. Oh, and by the way, Super Bowl champion, league MVP, Hall of Fame quarterback. Let's get him in here. Mr. Kurt Warner. What's going What's on, up, guys? Dude? How are we doing? We're good. We're doing well. Yeah, uh, listen, I, this was a – I'm so glad you wanted uh, – you agreed to do it this week because it's the perfect time to talk to you with everything that's going on in the game but also everything that's going on in your life. And I just want to say quickly, shout out here. Well, over a year ago, we started the Half Forgotten History podcast – the first guy to say yes was Kurt Warner, and we had a blast doing that episode, and so I'm glad that he can be on this platform with us as well today. But what, listen, one of the reasons I really wanted to get you on today's pod, because it is about more than football, and I know that your life is about so much more than football, and you and Brett actually have some similar uh, things that you try and do. So, Brett, I'll let you sort of uh, lead that discussion. Yeah, no, I just, you know, the, the bulk of my life, Kurt, is is uh, working with individuals with disabilities. It's it's a, a life's passion of mine. Pro Football Network takes up a lot of time, right? But this is what I spend my life doing uh, day in and day out. And I know it's something that's been a big part of your life. I know a lot of it has to do with your son, uh, Zachary. Do you want to, you know, can you tell me a little bit about what what that means to you and, and, and why that has become such a big part of your life? For sure. Uh, you know, so my son who's actually 32 now, uh, when he was four months old, suffered a traumatic brain injury. And obviously, you know, when you're dealing with brain damage, um, you know, life changes and it changes dramatically. And it's been really a struggle for him. They told him he'd be lucky to live. And if he lived, he'd be lucky to sit up. And I mean, now he's fully functioning and he's working a job. He's still, he's legally blind, um, but you know, living a full life. And so you talk about our passions, uh, my wife and I created a, a community living facility for young adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities called Treasure House, um, where he lives right now. So he gets the care and the supervision that he needs, but he also gets the, the independence to be able to live in a community and live amongst his peers and, and work and have a full life as well. Um, and, and so there's so much joy in Treasure House and there's so much joy brought to people by young men and women like Zach, but I think they're often a forgotten part of our communities. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if you don't uh, know someone with a disability or you don't live with someone with a disability, oftentimes they're kind of pushed to the side. I mean, my daughter went to a, a high school that didn't have anybody with disabilities. They took all the kids with disabilities and they put them at a different high school 
in the area, you know, because they could specialize in it. But I'm thinking, how does my daughter, you know, go four years in high school without right. seeing these incredible young men and women that yes, have challenges and yes, have, you know, disabilities, uh, uh, you know, to some degree, but they're such an integral part of, of what community is all about in, in all of our differences and in, in all of our disabilities that, that we all have. Uh, but to be able to integrate that. And so that became a goal of ours is to make sure that that, um, you know, that group of people were not a, a lost voice. We're not a forgotten part of our community because, um, you know, to me, community is about being all inclusive and it's yeah. about sharing in, in all of our differences, you know, whatever that is, race, religion, uh, abilities, disabilities. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a distinct passion of ours uh, to be able to give every family like ours the opportunity to dream for a full life. Um, yeah. You know, I've got seven children and I say this all the time for, for my other six children, I had no problem dreaming uh, of what they could be and what the possibilities were and, you know, what they might end up doing when it was all said and done. It was a struggle even as a parent to, to dream for Zach because yeah. I didn't know what the possibilities were. I didn't know what was out there and, and what he was going to be, be capable of. Um, you know, if you just looked at it in the setting of, you know, having to go to college or having to live yeah, on your yeah. own and all of those things. And so our goal with this is, is to give families like ours the ability to dream differently and to dream for that full life and to understand what the possibilities are for all of us, regardless yeah. of abilities, disabilities, whatever. And so Treasure House is our first one in Arizona is actually full right now. We've Beautiful. got a waiting list. We've got uh, people from all over the country that are like, okay, when can you build one in our backyard? So exactly what we wanted it to be, uh, but also the struggle as always, right? Is that you build one and now it's full and you're like, oh my gosh, there's still a need. Now we got to go build another one. <laughs> yeah. And that challenge. Um, but, you know, I lead, I say all that to kind of lead into, you guys know that there's a movie out on my life. And oh, yeah, one of the coolest aspects that. of this movie is that, you know, it, the title of it is American Underdog and Everybody knows that it that it you know goes to my story and what my story is all about. But the movie is actually um, it's the journey of not just my underdog story, but my wife's underdog story and also my son's underdog story. Yeah. And so you get to see his journey and you get to see some of his struggles and you get to see his impact on our lives and helping us to get through uh, you know our obstacles and become who we are today. And so with that, we've been able to bring a spotlight to treasure house to young men and women like Zach for yep. all those listening. If you go see the movie, stay through the credits. we got a little scene after the credits. Uh, it's not like a Marvel scene, so we're not going to say we're superheroes, <laughs> but it's about my son, Zach, who is one of our superheroes. Um, but a, a little scene afterwards, it just kind of brings, uh, shed some light on, on treasure house, what we're trying to do uh, and the impact that we're trying to have. And so that's been one of the really cool things about this movie uh, is being able to share his story and, you know, families like yours or individuals like yours that, that, you know, are close to this part of the community. It really lifts them up well, that's and the shows thing. them as heroes. And, and, uh, and I think it's shedding some light on, on what we're trying to do. Don't worry guys. We'll get right back to the show. But before we do, I need to let you guys know that I love to explore new wines, but as much wine as I drink, I'm not always sure what to get. And that is why I love First Leaf Wine Club. They remove all of the guesswork, doing all the hard work to discover great wines so I can just drink them. 
The great thing is First Leaf winemakers sample 10,000 wines a year. That's about as many yards as Patrick Mahomes might have over the next year or two if he keeps at this pace. But they do that 10,000 wines across five continents and 12 countries and they only select the best bottles for the club and the best thing is all you got to do take a five minute quiz they create a custom wine print for each member that maps their vast portfolio of wines to each person's unique taste now the more wines you rate the more each shipment is personalized to your taste what is better than that? I know for one, I love getting different bottles of wine to explore each and every single month so I know what I like, what to get, and what to stay away from. Although, let's be honest, I'm not staying away from too many wines. Now, to celebrate your special first, the moments that count, and the holidays with First Leaf, this wine club is designed to help you discover all the new wines you will love personalized to your taste, delivered to your door. So join today, and you'll get six bottles of wine for only $29.95 with free shipping. That's less than $5 a bottle, guys. Gotta try First Leaf. Go to firstleaf.com slash profootball. That's right, firstleaf.com slash profootball for six bottles of wine for $29.95 with free shipping. Here's a toast to first. May you enjoy them with the people you love from the first to sip to the last. Try firstleaf.com slash profootball. Now back to the show. Yeah, Kurt, I think that I think that's the immense value that you're bringing. And clearly you're aware of it, but a lot of the families that I work with, the biggest fear that I hear from parents when I give talks around the country, around the state, the biggest fear that I hear from parents is what happens when we're gone? What happens to our kids when we're not here? And a lot of families don't have that answer. They don't even know where to go to get that answer. And I think seeing someone like yourself, Kurt, and your wife, Brenda, and the amazing work that you've done, but also that you have those same fears, right? Yeah. I think can actually give some comfort to these families. No, they're not alone. And that there are organizations like treasure house out there that are, that are resources for them. So um, it, it's, it's a, it's a, a type of work cart that I stumbled into. It's not something I left college thinking I was going to do for a living, but it's now the, you know, the biggest thing that I do. Um, and I cannot encourage people enough. Go see American underdog. And you look, uh, Trey, he says it's, it's not like a Marvel scene. They're not superheroes, but the person playing Kurt played a superhero in a, in a DC movie. So Kurt, you kind of are. Zachary <laughs> Levi is a friend of mine. Like as soon, as soon as Kurt told me he was, I said, Zach, you better get that throwing motion down. I'm like this, listen, yeah. if you can't get the throwing motion down, the whole, nothing works. Nothing right, works. Nothing if works. you don't get that throwing motion down. Well, yeah, and, and uh, Anna Paquin also was uh, a superhero in, in the X-Men as well. So we, yes. we try to tell our, our kids that all the time, is that it took superheroes <laughs> to play us on the big screen. Um, but, but Brett, I want, I want to go back to your point, because you talked about the fear yes. that you know, parents have of what happens to their kids when they're gone. Yeah. What I would say is the greater fear is that their child doesn't get to live a full life. Yeah. That, to me, is probably the greatest fear that I had. And we had the same questions and we thought for a long time, we'll have a bedroom in the back and Zach will live with us. And so when he graduated from, from high school and he, he started living with us for the first couple of years, I started to realize that for the first time in my life, I was holding one of my kids back is yeah. that he wasn't able to be who he was created to be. He wasn't able to live in his passions because everything he did was subject to could we do it for, you know, could we take him somewhere? Could we take him to his job? Could, you know, 
could we connect him with with buddies or, or whatever that was to live a life and yeah. that became my biggest fear is yeah i worry about what would happen to him when, when we were gone but to me i worried about you know the 50 years he was going to have when i was here and him yeah. not being able to live the life that he was created to live was my bigger fear and that's really what led us to treasure house more than anything is we want these families not to you know not to to fear about what's going to happen when they're gone but to say we don't want them to miss out on anything now we don't yeah. want them to miss out on what everybody else gets to experience what our other kids get to experience and so that was the fear that more than anything really drove brendan us brendan and i to uh to, to start treasure house well and one, and one last thing and i kurt thank you so much for your time man you've been super gracious with it and and but you said something else too about you use the word integrate and the, the concept of community, right? And one of the th one of the reasons I got into doing what I'm doing is I saw this situation almost like a new and more prominent form of segregation in the modern times. You talk about your daughter going to a high school, never came across an individual with disabilities. Even in integrated high schools, we see that the individuals with disabilities are usually kept away from the mainstream students. Um, Treasure House, one of the great things about Treasure House, you talk about your son's living in a community, he's learning to be independent. He's learning to be a part of the places he lives in. And talk to you, how important is it that your that your son and other children and now adults, your son's in his 30s, like him, are able to be contributing and functioning members of society? And in your opinion, how better is society for them? Well, I mean, isn't that one of the big issues that we deal with in life? in general, is that I oftentimes think that because we haven't been integrated in whatever way that is, you know, whether we're talking about religion, whether we're talking about race, whether yeah. we're talking about disabilities, when we don't understand something, it creates fear or it creates apprehension for yeah. us to, to connect and, and, and to realize the blessing there. And so when I talked about my daughter going to a high school that didn't have uh, young men and women with disabilities. So now when they come into a setting where somebody has a disability or they see somebody in a wheelchair or they see somebody that's, a, they don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to connect to those individuals. And so all we see is the disability yeah. because we haven't gotten comfortable to that, you know, in our society, all we see is the color of somebody's skin because it's like, I, I don't know. I haven't been around, you know, a person from you know, that race or, or whatever. Yeah. Instead of going, man, my entire life, I was around people with disabilities. I was around, you know, people from different backgrounds or people, people with different religions or people of different races. And so my experiences allow me to integrate and to know that that person is just like me. Yes, yeah. they've got some differences. We all do. We're all different, whether we're a part of the same race or a different race or whatever. We all have, we tell our kids this all the time. We all have abilities but you're all disabled too. You guys all have disabilities too, yeah. things that you don't do well. Absolutely. And so the integration piece, I think allows us to break down the barriers of, of being comfortable around people that are different than us. And it yeah. allows us to step into, you know, that boat with anybody and everybody and go, okay, yeah, you're different than me, but that's cool. I'm going to yep. celebrate that difference. And I want to learn from you and I want to grow and I want to know how your life can impact my life. So integration yep. to me is so vital. And if we stay segregated and we stay different, we're always going to have that fear or, you know, that apprehension when we, we come into something different 
um, because we don't understand it. And, yep. and I get that part of it. And so we've got to put ourselves in situations where we can start to understand those differences and we can embrace those differences. And so that's what Treasure House is designed to do for the IDD community. Yep. But that's what the world, that's what we got to do as a, as a country. Is we got to start yeah. integrating. And it's why, you know, Trey, you know, when you cover yeah. in sports, that's the beautiful thing about a locker room yeah. is you've got no choice. You're automatically yeah. integrated. So you got to get to know these guys and you got to learn who they are. And you, and you fall in love with all these people that are so different because you're forced to, to get beyond that. And right. thank God we are, you know, we need more situations like that where we just take people and we, Throw them into a locker room together and say, figure it out for six months. Yeah, make, you know, make it work. Out what you're you got to do. And your right. success depends on their success. And now all of a sudden you're realizing, man, thank God, you know, I've got some guys on my, and again, using football analogies, but thank God I got some guys on my team that are fast. They're yeah. different than me. Because if, <laughs> if it was a bunch of Kurt Warners, we would suck. You know, we could all throw <laughs> the ball, but we wouldn't be very good. It, yeah. but, but my point being is that yeah. with a team and with a country, we've got to, appreciate the fact that Brett you're different than I am and Trey you're different than I am and, and if we were all the same we wouldn't be very good at this this would be a yeah. sucky podcast right here yeah. it's the yeah. differences that make us great whether it's a football team whether it's treasure house whether it's a country as a whole and yes integration needs to be a more vital I part and something that it. we all need to take upon ourselves and say I, I need to find a way to do that yeah yeah to, to put the the, the, the more you live, the longer, the more people you meet, you realize you have way more in common than you have, uh, you, you know, against each other. And it's just getting through those initial barriers. And you're like, oh, I get it now. Like, that's yeah. sort of my philosophy. To, to put the exclamation point on it, and, and the last thing for me here, Kurt, and thank you again, is I, unlike you, who has this personal connection to someone with a, with a disability, and a lot of people getting into the field who become teachers or, or caregivers or whatever, have a personal connection. I, I didn't have that. I, I wanted to be a football coach coming out of college. And the only way to do that was I, I got hired as a one-to-one -one aide for a child with autism. And that led me eventually to, to kind of where I am now. Um, but my life is better and stronger for having been opened up to that world a world I otherwise would not have been. And I think that's the point you're trying to make is when we embrace these differences, when we allow ourselves to be exposed to people who are different, we are better for it, we're stronger for it. And and that's just, like you said, uh, a point that the country needs to hear. Um, I, I hate that, you're, I, I love your movie, I love the title because it makes sense. I hate that it's true because, Kurt, you're not an underdog, <laughs> man. Like you are you are exactly what we need right now and need more of. And so thank you, you know, again, so much for your time here on more than football, go see the movie American underdog, the Kurt Warner story um, it is a movie about love, about hope, about compassion and about rising above and persevering. Um, go see it. Thank you so much, Kurt. Really appreciate your time. Uh, and we'll catch up hopefully soon. No, Thanks buddy. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on the movie. I think that's one of the cool things why the response has been so good is because it's a journey for everybody that shows up, whether you're a football fan or not a football fan, whether you're a parent, whether you're in a relationship, uh, whether you deal with those with disability, whatever it is, there's something in this movie for everybody. And that has been the most exciting part of this, this journey is, uh, you know, we find parents that drag their kids to the movie because they want to see the football movie and their kids are, you know, the kids fall in love with the movie, uh, you know, and that to me has been the neatest part is that we made a movie that I think really connects 
with everybody. Any audience member that goes, they'll connect to this movie in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so I'm with you. I just encourage everybody to go see it because we're at a time when I think more people find themselves in an underdog role than ever before because of what we've dealt with over the last few years. And I think this movie will really give you some hope and encourage you and inspire you and, uh, and really touch you in some way. Awesome. Thanks, brother. We appreciate you, man. You got it, man. You bet.